Chapter 99 Nazism was the moment when the spirit of magic seized the helm of material progress. Lenin said communism was socialism plus electricity. In a sense, Hitlerism was Geninism plus armored divisions. Pauvels and Bergier, Le Matin des Magiciens, Paris, Gallimard, 1960, 2, Roman 7. Now Belbo had managed to work Hitler into the plan. It's all there, black on white. The founders of Nazism were involved in Teutonic Neo-Templarism. Oh, an airtight case. I'm not inventing, Kassavin. For once, I'm not inventing. Take it easy. When did we ever invent anything? We've always started with objective data, with information in the public domain. This time, too. In 1912, a german group is formed, proposing the tenet of Aryan superiority. In 1918, a certain Baron von Zabottendorf founds a related group, the Thule Gesellschaft, a secret society, yet another variation on the Templar strict observance, but with strong racist pan-German neo-Aryan tendencies. And in 33, Zabottendorf writes that he had sown what Hitler reaped. Furthermore, it is in Thule Gesellschaft circles that the hooked cross appears. And who was among the first to join the Thule? Rudolf Hess, Hitler's evil genius. Then Rosenberg. Then Hitler himself. And note that in his cell in Spandau, even today, as you've surely read in the papers, Hess studies the esoteric sciences. Zabottendorf, in 24, writes a pamphlet on alchemy and remarks that the first experiments in atomic fission demonstrate the truths of the great work. He also writes a novel on the Rosicrucians. Later, he edits an astrological magazine, Astrologische Rundschau, and Trevor Roper tells us that the Nazi chiefs, Hitler first among them, never made a move without having a horoscope cast. In 1943, a group of psychics is consulted to discover where Mussolini is being held prisoner. In other words, the whole Nazi leadership is connected with Teutonic neo-occultism. Belbo seemed to have got over the incident with Lorenza, and I built a fire under him to get on with his theory. We can look at Hitler's power as a rabble-rouser also from this point of view, I said. Physically, he was a toad, he had a shrill voice. How could such a man whip crowds into a frenzy? He must have possessed psychic powers. Perhaps, instructed by some druid from his hometown, he knew how to establish contact with the subterranean currents. Perhaps he was a living valve, a biological menhir, transmitting the currents to the faithful in the Nuremberg Stadium. For a while it worked for him, then his batteries ran down. 